We're live. Hello, guys, and welcome to Behind the Bunker. We are live. It is Monday night, and I am mask-free, but not sucker-free. This is our Paintball Weekly show, and uh, going to be a little different tonight, ladies and gentlemen. We are in the gray area, or the gray zone, or the graysville. So we are not able to have the guys in studio tonight, so we're going to do some remote Zoom action. Uh, with me tonight, I have Joe Kimson from Flaggerters Paintball. Greetings, and thanks for tuning in tonight, as I'm from the other side of town where Todd is remotely visiting you. We're doing uh, the six-mile radius. We have to be out of a six-mile radius. And then we have Gavin Sharma from Terratech Industries. Uh, not only from Terratech Industries, but I am the mayor of Grayville. <laughs> and I'm so grateful that you've all tuned in this evening, my friends. Um, hit that like and share. It is different um, for most of us. And uh, it's still going to be a good show. So make sure to let everybody know what's going on tonight. Hit that like and share button. I, lo I love your optimism. Button. It's still going to be a good show. It will. It we also optimism. Yeah, that's true. And then we have uh, back from his boycott of our Christmas show, uh, or, or two weeks ago, rather, Josh Zuby Zabrickus. Yes. Um, well, I, it makes it incredibly hard to get to the show when I don't get to leave the house. Yeah. Which is strange. But uh, either way, like Gavin said, uh, we're going to try and make it a good show. <laughs> uh, we're going to try and make it a good show. So everybody, please like and share uh, for anybody else who's in the gray zone, stuck in whatever color or whatever they are, so they can join in the misery with us. We and I don't feel miserate. yeah, and I don't feel so bad because I, I was doing a little research today, and we're not the only one in this zone. There are many states uh, as well, and some other countries as well that are kind of doing the same lockdown that we are again and I, unfortunately i think it's going to happen for a lot more people over the next couple of weeks so we're gonna we're gonna bear with it we have a great show tonight uh, lots of content lots of great stuff uh how was your christmas gentlemen my festivus was fantastic <laughs> um, i wrestled my dad for the feats of strength and it was uh it was great <laughs> congratulations man. yeah yeah and uh did you guys yeah, get we're Sorry? We're good here too. The griev grievances are aired, and the uh, aluminium pole is back in the crawl space, and uh, we're set on for 2021. Bring it's, it on! It's funny how shiny that pole gets with all the tears polishing it. Between the the wrestling and the tear stains on it. Um, no, my Christmas was good. We went out. It was fun. We actually we didn't go anywhere. We went nowhere. We didn't even go up for coffee. We made our own coffee. Stayed at home, went for a walk. Yeah, it was good. Solid, solid festive. This after I the great Christmas light viewing debacle and going off the road. <laughs> I saw you rated at three point five on Rotten Tomatoes. I did indeed. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Well, lots to get to on the show. Why don't we get right into it, ladies and gentlemen? Um, I'm a little disappointed. I was hoping that I would get these for Christmas. None of you guys bothered uh, even looking, unfortunately. Uh, but I was hoping I would get some finger. What are they called, Matt? Finger, finger things. Finger things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, is George Hay watching right now, guys? Have you seen him in the live chat? I I don't know if he is. I I trying to what? Th this is a different setup than what I normally have. I'm I'm all a little frazzled. Joe normally has three monitors in the studio to himself that he can see at home. He's working off a single one, as everyone is. So yeah. So and there's um, no snacks laid out. If we don't interact um, as rapidly as we normally do on the uh, in the chat, uh, bear with us. We're in the gray zone, and the gray zone slows things down. But uh, we're definitely going to uh, 
keep an eye on it and uh, try to interject as much as we can. Sword George. George. Hey, George. Hey, hey, is here. Very nice. All right. Well, George, this was sent in to me the other day. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen that on social media. Just plowing the salt, insulting the driveway. <laughs> salt shakers attached to the Crocs with uh, little scoops on the front of them. I don't know if those were George Hay that sent them to me. I, I apologize to the gentleman that sent them in, but they referenced George. I think it was Zane that sent that in. Uh, hey, we were talking over the uh, last Christmas show uh, about a gun that leads from uh, Planet Eclipse was asking about, and he found some more information about it. Uh, this is an article here showing it's called The Edge. Uh, let's look through here. You can see it has a breakneck there. It's a good-looking gun by today's standards, even. Uh, and it was semi-automatic. It had two 12 grams. I actually was messaging today with um, Daniel from Bocce, Bocce Paintball, and he sent me some information on it as well. So we, we have that as well. He figures there was only a couple, a couple ever made of the um the be 90 they called it was a double action um designed by the apparently the guy who designed the tracer and the t15 brian sullivan um apparently designed it i got what i found after last week's show uh there was a run of a hundred and it says that 25 were sent out as samples but it doesn't mention what happened to the rest Hmm. Um, John well, Jones buried in a desert somewhere. You better not be teasing, my friend. John Jones says I've got some finger bands somewhere and a Planet Eclipse money clip. If I can find them, of yours. Those finger bands. I'm going to be the coolest cat on the playground if I had those. Let me tell you. Um, yeah. So this gun. I mean, it looks pretty neat. I've never obviously seen one in person, but uh, good for for Dan and uh, everyone else that was able to find some information on it. So, yeah. A uh, couple other things we'll get to real quick here, guys. War at War, uh, sorry, World at War, Crimson Dawn. Uh, this is happening April 9th to 11th. Maybe check that one out. Uh, what about this? This is a new edition. Make sure you guys sign up for B-Rad Page. Uh, this is a Behind the Bunker game at Sherwood Forest. This is Super Game Indiana happening June 25th to 27th. Hopefully all of our nonsense is behind us and everybody can go to that event. Uh, Alien versus Predator. Oh, is that the same weekend? It sure is. Oh, it's the weekend before. There we go. Okay. So Total Carnage, Black Ops Paintball. That's at Fayetteville, North Carolina. Check that out. Speaking of North Carolina, Heartbreak Ridge Scenario Paintball Game. Make sure you guys check it out at Command Decisions War Game in Taylorsville, North Carolina. That's happening May 15th to 16th. And that's all I got in the news. Um, Gavin, I'd like to move over to mail time. Are you ready for some mail time goodness? I don't reckon I am. Mail time. <laughs> mail time. Mail time. Mail time. News here. Two. Ladies and gentlemen, this is mail time with uh, Gavin Sharma because it is my time to shine. Uh, but before I get into it and read what's going on in my sack, ding, uh, ding. I have a couple of shout outs that I'd like to do for the paintball community. Number one, our good friend of the show, Greg Hastings, is a new dad. So congratulations, Greg and family on uh, the new edition and I uh, wish you all the best uh, on the next chapter of uh, your journey. Speaking of chapters and journey, and this is a long, thick book. Our good friend Bud Orr is now celebrating his 45th anniversary. 
Uh, wow. So congratulations wow. to Bud and Kathy on 41 years of together, togetherness. Uh, Kathy, I don't know how you hold up and uh, and deal with him, but uh, you do. You're a saint, so thank you for that. <laughs> Last in uh, in the announcement world um, is our good friend DJ Hanu, who is celebrating a birthday today as well. So happy birthday, DJ! Thank you so much for all you do for this board and uh, your contributions to the show as well. So let's rip open the sack and read some of the correspondence that you have sent in, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so the first question comes to us from Ryan McGee. Uh, so, Ryan wants, so Ryan wants to know, why do you guys think there are so many podcasts, aside from yours, that just focus on the tournament side of paintball and almost none that focus on the big game scenario side of our sport? Look at our entire industry. There's so much more focus on scenario or tournament paintball than there is any other, as Joe says, genre of paintball. It, it's too bad. I mean, it's 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 easier to, I mean, it's easier to show. It's easier to sort of talk about because there's scores and stuff. But at the end of the day, there's more people playing scenario every year than there is playing tournament paintball. It's kind of disappointing. I'd, I'd like to see more. But on the same token. Let's say we hypothetically did a, a, a scenario-based only podcast. If there was an event that happened that weekend that we happened to go to, how many people is that going to relate to? Um, or at least a national event for speedball. They can watch it on Go Sports. They can see and track the sports online. They can watch it online. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know. Could you do a, just a scenario-based podcast? You would have to tie it into different scenario games you'd have to have someone reporting you know a little write-up from every every scenario game you know held across the u.s across canada across europe australia you know there you know you'd be talking about because there's a game every weekend summer you'd be it would be really endless i guess you could do tests of gear and stuff but that's that's a lot of it's a lot of time commitment i mean we talk about we talk about everything in paintball. I mean, we touch on the tournament side. We touch on everything. We don't really go into deep, too many details on tournament or sorry on speci specific events, just because again, not everybody is at those events, um, unless it's like a super major one, like a super game or a Living Legends or something like that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think we could do much more of a focus on that. I mean, we publicize events that's coming up. We talk about you know things that would relate to those types of players. Yeah, so the question sure. really was about podcasts, I guess, or or streaming shows such as what we have. Why do you think there's not enough? If you have an interest in it, then start one. There's a yeah. billion out there right now. There's a ton of them out there. Um, some better than others, but there's certainly some good ones out there. Um, um, I, I mean, I can think about just about a handful. I think you can almost go every day of the week by finding a podcast online that's live streaming. So... Um, I mean, there's tons. And if you if you want to start one, it's not hard. Everybody's got a computer. They can pretty much start a podcast. Um, yeah. <laughs> Speaking That's of which, true. if you guys would like to help this podcast, hit that like and share button or is that subscribe button, depending on which platform you're watching us. If you're watching us on Facebook, guys, share this to any of your uh, paintball friends, paintball groups that you belong to, anything like that, so that we can... Uh, you know, spread the word that we are live. We are here every Monday night. And if you miss us on Monday, you can certainly download us anywhere you get your podcasts from. Uh, just type in paintball under the pod podcast search bar of wherever you get your favorite podcast from. 
Um, Josh, are you still thinking of starting your own paintball podcast and doing it like a like a, a Tuesday morning recap show or? Yeah, yeah I'm always thinking about it. I'm <laughs> never going to do it. Well, you got lots of time on your hands, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, by the way, after the show, talk to me about your your friend that wanted to start a podcast. Did that ever happen? I want to know. Um, yeah. Yeah. Did we answer his question, Gavin? I don't think so, but it's okay. <laughs> we have more. So. Were we trying to? Uh, well, I mean, a question came in, but I mean, McGee will always send in more questions, so no worries about that. Happy um, Holton says his to... mother has a podcast. You I might have to mouth. check that out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to check that out. All right. Next question comes to us to, from Henry Hank Emery, and he wants to know, will Gino produce a new run of AGD markers? So Gino, I'm assuming from uh, Valken, will Valken produce AGD, the automatic markers? Oh, God, I certainly hope not. That's that's almost sacrilegious if you're gonna buy an agd buy it from tom k that's the point that's where you get the quality from if anyone else is gonna if matt was here i know he'd have an opinion on this but josh you're you're an agd guy could someone else make an agd no if it doesn't come from tom it's not an agd and i you know say what you will about vulcan you know or whatever but i i don't want it to deviate at all from what tom's goal was when created the markers he made the markers and he teched and servers the markers it has to be tom it can't be anybody else yeah. I, if they wanted to do bodies or something like that great sure go ahead fine i would also like to see inceptions design do one or some other people pick up some stuff i think that'd be great but if you're talking about an entire marker as it branded as an agd now nah, forget about it yeah yeah my f- my fear is that you know, you look at what Die did to the Matrix. People don't realize, but the Die Matrix wasn't always called the Die Matrix. It was called Matrix. And that gun was something else when it was, uh, you know, it, it, I'm not saying it's better than what it was today because Die certainly changed the Matrix and it's it's a hell of a marker they right re- now. They refined it. They basically refined it and uh, shaved about 20 pounds off of it and kind of changed the technology in it and made it their own. I'd be afraid that anyone that did that for AGD would uh, would kind of bastardize it. Maybe that's not the right word, but... I think that's an appropriate word. Uh, uh, I think you leave well enough alone. Uh, it is a fantastic platform, fantastic marker. Uh, when we were last chatting with Tom himself, uh, I know he's not actively involved with AGD, uh, but he still does consulting and he's still yeah. a, a partner with it. There's only a few people that I'd even remotely want it put their hands into that and the only person that first came to my mind was maybe simon stevens but simon stevens is an autococker guy and he's doing really well with what he's doing i don't think and well i have a my one of my primary markers is a 68 classic and that's like from tom's hands himself right and uh, you know what i don't want to bastardize it i don't want to lose the quality of it because a 35 year old marker 30 year old marker that still functions if somebody else um decided to cut corners or jump in on it i don't know if the same quality would be there so i would yeah. hope that the legacy and the legend of the the autococker or not i mean the automatic sorry yeah uh remains uh by being completely independent without any outside influence so and what do you guys think in the live chat i mean we're we're chiming in right now but let's let's hear what you have to say um simon steven says he makes parts for mags already 
Uh, not just an autococker guy, I make parts for many guns. Well, shit, I didn't think Simon was watching. God damn it. Well, in, all fairness, in all fairness, Simon does make ASAs and Phoenix, and thank wow. you for that, Simon. We yeah. appreciate it. That's what we appreciate about you. But if there was a body of sites, of types, then, you know, maybe uh, it'd be a little better. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm just Lorenzo reading through your... auto mags. Yeah, I mean, who... Okay. I, I may prefer an autococker over an automag, but I still respect an automag. They're awesome guns. They were well before their time, um, except for I, when they went off the wrong track and made the Z-frame. But aside from that... I was kind of surprised that the people who custom-made a lot of mag-fed markers did not pick up on the entire automag assembly to make uh, mag-fed markers. Because the entire system is comprised into one simple tube. And the only thing you need after that is a trigger sear, right? Or a trigger and a sear. And I, I just I, I was kind of surprised that no one picked up on it. Yeah. Yeah. AGD for life, says Robert Hansen. Bud K makes a new marker, says Bobby Doust. When we had both of them on the show, that we had suggested them do the same thing, didn't we? Collaborate and come up with the 40th anniversary paintball gun for the birthday of paintball yeah yeah so i don't know i don't know i kind of i'm almost sad thinking about it <laughs> I, I am too but it, i mean uh, i know there's an offer put out uh, apparently in the chat uh, about uh gino potentially purchasing a number of units uh, of uh automags to yeah. do his own thing with but i five thousand of them would would there be a demand for five thousand of anything that's a well, lot who knows? But I, I hope to God it still stays. Uh, but you know what? Integrity Good. and AGD stays completely intact with that, um, you know, and, and, and owns that and, and runs with it. But good for, you know, good for Gino in a way that, I mean, right now with how many people are playing classic paintball, right? Um, old school paintball, the mag would fall in under that category. So, you know, for smart parts who are selling all kinds of mechanical shockers and, Plant Eclipse with, with their mechanical markers. I, I mean, if if you got involved in the AGD game, at least you'd be able to take a piece of that pie if you didn't already have something that you could. So I you know what I think I think Gino wants to offer to buy five thousand auto mags because he just bought shares in Exxon and he needs the oil more people to use the oil <laughs> because no one no one's driving anywhere, people are working from home. So there's no you know, no one's using oil. So if he sells five thousand auto mags then you know the, the consumption of oil is going to go up globally. and see if i would have said that you guys would all over me yeah you know what you, you would talk about put it wrap it around some john no, thing i was swearing at joe with my mic muted were you <laughs> yeah all right so we have uh three separate questions from our good friend garrett green uh Color? are you guys ready for this Yes. All right. So the first question comes to us from Garrett Green. Number one is uh, with younger players being raised on Fortnite and other non milsim shooting games, do you see more cosplay themed games event in the future of paintball? You know what? I'm going to. Yes, I think so. We, we, um, we used to run pretty elaborate uh, scenario games called the Phoenix Project. And the missions were, you know, you'd be digging up diamonds and each sort of action 
every mission had a reaction. So you're driving uh, firefights and, 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 and battles at certain parts of the field. And th this year, should we be in a, in a slightly different world, more free of the pandemic later in the year? I hope to bring back, and after talking with you know several people, bring back the Phoenix Project and more elaborate missions and and you know some of those objective-based games versus just you know your traditional your big game where you go out and you you're, you're fighting for territory. This would be included, but also some more elaborate missions. And you know, Phoenix Project people used to come in costumes. Not everybody, but some people, and it was kind of it was really really neat to see. So. Let, let's hope that we can, you know, get kids to drop their controllers and pick up a paintball gun and get out and, and shoot their friends for real. Not for real I miss real. those days of the best costume awards, too, where people yeah. were putting effort into dressing up as if they're in Wolverine or a counterterrorism unit or something like that. I miss that. That was fun. You know, we'd have guys out there in trench coats and uh, on horseback and, and all kinds of crazy, neat, theme-oriented. Like, they're not guys in hot dog suits and stuff like that, but, like, yeah. you know, theme-oriented, politically correct costumes. And I would agree with that. That's one of the things that I miss about uh, Scenario Paintball is that people get into it. And I know there's a lot of people now who are attached to teams, and teams want to be represented and obviously have to... Um, show their sponsors, right, uh, by being in uniform as well. But I miss the days of sourcing costumes out of the uh, the Value Village or the, uh, <laughs> the thrift stores, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. That was part of it leading up to it. So you, what's the theme? How can I dress the part? Um, I've already pre-registered. I know what side I'm on. I know what sort of character yeah. role that that is. And, uh, and having hundreds of players on the field in costume was fantastic. And it's so much easier to see a costume than it is uh, to see an armband. Yeah. Uh, and plus, you know, it, yeah. it, it just added to the added to the day. Right. When you're like, oh, my gosh, where did you find that? Right. And, uh, um, you know, the camar camaraderie of it, uh, the spirit of the game. I love costume play. So will that happen again? Yeah. Uh, you know, what? I'm not optimistic it will. Right. Because, again, as uh, we talked about, yeah, a lot of guys are coming in as teams or they're coming in jerseys. They're coming in yeah. uh, their uniforms that uh, that doesn't really lend itself to to scenario play. I know. But I hope. They can suspend at least yeah. uh, for a bench or two, and uh, let some let people be really, really free with uh, with sourcing out costumes and showing up to the event in character. I think that would be fantastic. But one of my favorite ones that we did was that Water Wars one, where it was sort of that post-apocalyptic. Just watching people buy stuff at thrift stores and weather it and come up with it. That was awesome. I thought that was great. That it was almost like a hint of the olden days yeah. when people used to dress up. That was great. I, I liked the the game, the one that we did, the first one where everyone had either maroon or green T-shirts. I know oh, that yes. wasn't a costume, and I get that, and it wasn't cosplay, but I love the fact that you didn't even have to think about it. If they were wearing a burgundy shirt or a green shirt, you knew exactly which team they belonged to, which faction, whatever. I thought that was the greatest. And I get T-shirts are hard. Not everybody wants to wear it. There was a couple of guys that was so hot that day they wanted to go shirtless. So they tied the shirt around themselves. It was other guys that wanted to wear their, you know, their tactical camouflage. And they, they didn't like the T-shirts per se. But it was such a small, small few people. I still like watching the um, the splat attack with, uh, you know, what's his face? Uh, William Shatner. William Shatner. Shatner Thanks, Joe. And, uh, yeah. And, and, and watching that, they all had matching jerseys on, on each side of the teams. And I thought that was, like, that's fantastic. You, you've never played a game in, unless you've seen, you know, couple hundred people on a couple hundred people that were definitely all in one solid color it just it's so easy when you look at the field you can see where 
you know, you're not looking for armbands. You're looking for waves of color, and you know who owns what section of the field. It, it was pretty awesome. Even the one game that we had with the people wearing camel, put the shirt on, and then put a plate carrier on over top, the fact that it was green and maroon, it kind of set in with a lot of camo, and it, you had like an entire shoulder cap and sleeve. Yeah, yeah. You could an still tell. That would get yep. folded over. It was on both sides. You could see it from front and back. It was. I thought it was a brilliant idea, and I wish it was something that yeah. would continue or pick up steam. Ever. And you had, like, Alabaster Slim, who was out there, and he wore his Hawaiian shirt, but it was unbuttoned, and you could still see that he was wearing the green or the maroon. Like, it still I all kind of works. I still see people wearing them. Yeah. Which just blows my mind. I was like, oh, I walk by, and it's like, the one jersey? I really? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, can we, um, while we're talking about this subject, here's another question that came in that kind of relates to it, and it kind of relates to my answer on on answering this question. Zane Smith posted, he says, just watching the first episode of The Complete History of Paintball and convinced I need to play a national survival game style game this season. No team, no individual against, sorry, no team, individual against individual in a capture the flag format. Who's up to play this? When you guys were talking about like scenarios and stuff like that, I would truly like to try that. I would like to go into a large parcel of property, one on one with a bunch of people like he like he suggested, and um, even if you had to take a compass and there's several different flags. If you haven't watched the complete history of paintball, you got to watch it. That's how the very first uh, game of paintball was played, and no one even shot a paintball gun. Um, that first game, but if you if you you know you wouldn't go out with a speedball gun with 400 rounds on you you'd go out with either a pump or uh even a mag fed gun if you will with limited rounds because there's only you know however many people you're playing against and actually having a purpose to being out there that's not just shooting other opponents it's capturing flags and being stealthy and 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 whatnot i'm when i first watched the movie i really didn't think about it but the more i think about it that would be an awesome way to spend an afternoon i think we if you're going to do that which we should in the 40th paintball's 40th birthday is i believe sunday june 27th uh 2021 that's the the date the actual date of the first game played and it falls on a sunday i think if we're going to do a 40th type um game where it's 40 years old that you, we we find some we we scour and we find 12 12 gram guns and it's i think they had 12 or 18 players we find some nail spots we find some pgps and that's what you use not you you go right back to that that genre if you will todd um and use that equipment other than other than the eyewear because we you know everyone wears their their proper face mask now but um you go back to using 12 grams and tubes of paint and everyone goes out with i don't know we'll figure out we'll find out what they use and they go out with that and they use a nail spot or they use a pgp or pmi and that's what they use and you go out and you play proper really traditional back to the roots uh paintball yeah i remember doing that on a couple of uh tuesday nights it was just sort of one short little mission but man did that ever get the adrenaline pumping yeah yeah but think about it you're out by yourself and you're in the middle of the forest and you don't want to get shot because then you're done and you're out so there's adrenaline going there and you're creaking around you're looking for flags and you're trying to find the thing maybe with a compass or not um all the while trying to be stealthy I mean, it might not be the most exciting paintball shooting filled event, but man, I bet you your adrenaline would be going. It'd be awesome. Sure would be. Yeah. It brings back a lot of the memories. Like you'd hear someone unscrew their 12 gram. 
<laughs> and it was like, you know, he's out. <laughs> yeah. like, there's a rush to that building. People were getting shot on the way there. And it just, it was. Or you hear or you someone. Hear the lid of a pod pop open because someone was finger loading another eight rounds. And it just, yeah, yeah it was fantastic. Or, or someone's sitting down and you can hear that they're munching on their chips and having a snack. And, you know, it's Josh just on the other side of the tree having a snack break. Yeah. Whatever. I'll get hungry. <laughs> All right. So Garrett Green has two more questions. So the next question in his arsenal is uh, with the middle classes in Asia and Latin America having more expendable income, um, how do you see the way the sport of paintball can expand this market? And also, what do you see the barriers are for the market? Yeah, that's a good question. Apparently, um, paintball in Latin America, Brazil, parts of South America, Colombia is super popular. Um, you're right with um, the middle class having more disposable income. I, from what I understand, there are six paintball factories in Mexico that are not either uh, not GI or Vulcan that just manufacture for the Mexican market. I know years ago there was two or three uh, paintball manufacturers in, in um, Brazil as well in Colombia, so it, it's it's very popular. You don't hear much about it, but it's super popular there, and their population is immense. Yeah. So it, it's a it's a growing thing. Um, Gino from Gino Perone, Aldo Aldo's um, nephew is works for Empire or GI or Core or whoever they are, and he sells primarily to the Latin American market. That's his that's his gig. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I will they set a trend, or are things going to be different over here? Uh, right now, on North American soil, classic paintball seems to be ruling, uh, ruling the fastest right now, second by MagFed um, as sort of the newcomers. But traditionally speaking, this year we've seen so many people because of the pandemic looking for things to do and coming back out and playing paintball again. Um, so I don't know if I don't think MagFed or uh, classic paintball is growing as fast as traditional paintball right now, but th those would be the, the two newcomers for sure. Well, I think, yeah, you know, this year in particular, people were looking for things to do that were gave them an opportunity to get out of the house, do something safe, fresh air with their friends from a safe distance. And paintball was filled, you know, that was a natural, natural go-to. And, you know, we've seen, we've seen the demise and decline of a lot of indoor recreational you know, activities, be it laser quest, axe throwing, escape rooms have all closed up. So we're, you know, I think the spring, should we, you know, should the conditions of the pandemic globally, you know, lessen a bit, I think you'll, you'll see some, some more continued or at least stable growth in, in, in paintball. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Hey, if you guys are uh, not to change subject real quick, but if you guys are watching us right now, thank you so much uh, for tuning in. Make sure you hit that like and subscribe button. And we are watching you guys in the live comment section. Uh, sorry, we're because we're in the gray zone where we are in Canada. We are uh, we're all out of studio in our own little areas. Uh, so the, the, the show has a different flow tonight because we're still trying to get used to our own tech at home right now. Uh, but we are watching you guys in the live chat. So if you. Uh, yeah, if you guys want to post up, definitely. James uh, says, can't wait for the field to open again in 2021. Um, I think that this spring um, we're going to push our field open as soon as it's humanly possible, really. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll hope to be running games, uh, you know, right after our Red Dawn annual first Sunday paintball game. 
um, we'll, we hope to be running some some more games in March, where traditionally, you know, we've we've pushed and and focused on the indoor, which we don't have anymore. So we hope to be running outdoor games as soon as the weather is sunny enough for people to get outside. Yeah. Chris Companion says, uh, did I miss the, Q- the Q&A section? No, Chris, you're logging in just at the right time. Uh, we're just going through. Uh, we're, almost, uh, we're almost out of time. Hopefully, we'll be able to get to them all tonight. I did see that you submitted some, so hopefully, we'll get to them tonight. If not, we'll, d- we'll definitely get to it next week. Um, yeah. Yeah, but Gavin, do you have any more before we go? I We've have got about another many, two. Many, or... But if you need to cinch up the sack, let me know. we got about two um, minutes, so why don't, let's just okay, do so... one quick more. So the last one, uh, let me just take a look. Uh, all right, so I'm sorry for everybody who submitted questions. We couldn't get to them this evening, but we can certainly um, address it next week. Um, so great question from uh, Greg Muscat. He wants to know, are the new batches of um, great mech guns going to ruin classic paintball? So moving away from sort of the regular mech stuff that we normally played with to some of the super ones, Yep. Can we... Uh, yeah, yeah, after. Is, it, is, that, is that ruining paintball? Yeah. Or mech paintball? Only you guys saw that, by the way. Um, here's the thing. Mech paintball, back in the day, was... Okay, you're going to crucify me by me saying this, but was slower, right? Because you were dealing with mechanical guns. And I get that some mechanical guns had the ability to shoot really quick. Today's technology, the mechanical guns are shooting way faster than they were before. And, and, and with some of these fancy schmancy guns that are coming out right now, it, it, it's kind of an unfair advantage over the guns of, of previous, wouldn't you think? Uh, they're more accurate. They're so. more consistent. Uh, is it ruining it? I, I, don't, I don't know, but it's certainly taking it to another level. And, and I like that level. I think that, that you know... I think you need a gun that's accurate. I, I mean, I think you want a gun that's quieter, lighter, more agile, for sure. For sure. Um, could I watch paintball that's much slower? Probably not with my, you know, with with how things are these days. What do you guys think? You think the new I, guns are ruining it? I think the new guns are in a class of, of themselves, and it, it goes back to the field operator running people with high-tech, high-end mechanical markers with with the equipment owners. And if it means having two or three different groups of equipment owners, if numbers permit it, where you, you, you may have to do that. So, you know, you've got your equipment owners that are using Cronuses and 98s and Piranhas because they're coming out of the woodwork because they want to get out of the house. And then you've got the guys at the high-end Planet Eclipse guns. They're going to have to play in a, in a different in a different field, in a different class where, where player numbers permit it because, you know, they're outclassing and outgunning the the other mechanical players and, and therefore and then also you've got the equipment the the rental players that need to play separately because they have no experience and they'll have a good time so it's up to the field owner to prevent these guys and these type of markers from ruining the sport so joe and i are answering the same question but we're looking at it differently um i guess with greg when he was saying classic paintball because i was thinking as like classic 10 man um style paintballs and joe's looking at it as if it's more like the classic traditional paintball like a a, a rental guy or a, the average person would play I, so my mind works so both joe and i responded to your question um just we both looked at it differently so hopefully one of us answered your question but yeah yeah that worked but didn't it 
if you look at things like the Iron City Classic and the Tenement Classic tournaments that are around, there is a slight mix of guys who have older, what you call high-end guns compared to all the new Emacs and stuff. It's slowly transferring over to, you know, all Planet Eclipse type stuff, but they, they are still there and guys are still using them and they are winning. Like, they're doing some pretty decent damage. Like, they're not bad markers by any stretch of the imagination. No. No. Um... Can we move on, guys? We got to get a lot more to get to. Uh, ask, ask Gavin what he thinks. Whoops. Yeah, I think we should cinch up the sack at least for this evening, and uh, anything that we missed from uh, um, tonight, we can certainly address <laughs> next week. Josh, and is his sack know, that dainty? I saw what you did there. <laughs> and if you have additional questions or, <laughs> so or queries, then send it to showbehindthebunker.com or hit us up on the social medias, and we can hopefully uh, have enough time to address it on mail time. Very good. Um, and our DMs are always open, ladies and gentlemen. So if you have any questions midweek that you're thinking about it uh, and want an answer, post it up and send it in, and we'll we'll try to get to it on the show. Before we go any further, guys, there's a couple things I want to tell you about. Mainly, Planet Eclipse. Did you know that Planet Eclipse has more championships? New mechanical markers, new electros, new territory, including the new MagFed division, guys. Get Planet Eclipse and take on the world. Be the last gun you probably buy, ladies and gentlemen. So head on over to your local retailer and pick one up. One of the world's greatest players, photographers, and expected parents need the best coverage, most vivid colors, biggest selection. They pull a tab on the EG product. Hashtag pop smoke. Even in a pandemic, you can still be bright, colorful, and billowy. Get an EG product. And with thick welded seams, stainless steel hardware, multiple color options, it makes AirUps the number one choice for inflatables on and off the field. Made in America by Brent Davis and his crew, ladies and gentlemen, you need to get AirUps on your field. Uh, dreams fade, but ruthless products do not. I lost my read, so I'm going to make it up as I go. <laughs> uh, so log on to their website now we're using the promo code b2b15 for 15% off all their products ruthless keeps you fresh in in the game adapt create and win exalt is in our blood and not only in our blood Ew. it's our blood type make <laughs> your game boil get exalt it's available worldwide worldwide in the beginning, you'd stumble down a rocky cliff or wade a chest deep through a mosquito-infested bog. Now, whether you're sliding in the snake or running and gunning, GI Sports has the gear for you. Now with the new Stormer, Stormer Elite, and Stormer Tactical. Yeah, yeah. DLX Technologies, guys. True industry innovators with some of the lightest, fastest, sleekest hardware in the market today. Get Planet Eclipse, guys, or sorry, DLX, guys, and get to the podium because that's where you want to be. Sorry, I'm trying to do three things here, so I apologize. Guys, DLX, make sure you guys pick them one up today. Um, so thank you to all of our proud sponsors of the show. Without you guys, we wouldn't be here doing this or butchering your reads. I apologize. We're trying to get back to uh, where we are supposed to be here. Um, before we get to uh, Joe's vault for this week, uh, I wanted to show you guys something real quick. Uh, one second while I get it loaded here. So... I don't know why, but I have... Okay, so I have... I know why. I have an iPhone, but I don't know why, but every day I get these new things where they pop up and they show me pictures that happened X amount of years ago to try to get me to look back at my photos. So I did. I clicked on one. This is the one I clicked on today. Do you remember that, Joe? <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Thanks, Todd. <laughs> well... I, I the Exalt Flame Drop 
forward necklace bottle opener. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was a bottle opener. Yes, it was. And Ed, Ed 3D printed that, sent it to us. It's pretty cool. <laughs> He's got some gold chain there going on with his Lux hat. Um, Pure gangster. So I started scrolling, and I I, I guess I kind of knew this, but I kind of played with the feature. But it shows me everywhere on my photos where there's a picture of Joe. I guess somehow it knows. And this was the next photo that I thought was definitely worth showing. This was, uh, do you guys remember this? No, because we weren't invited. (laughs) We went to a large comic book convention, not comic, a video game convention called PAX South, and uh, that was in San Antonio, Texas. And uh, we were lo- broadcasting live two times a day for an hour for them uh, for Behind the Bunker. And Joe was out. He was doing our interview correspondence, and he just happened to find these two people. Just just asking for a friend there, Joe. How cold was it? <laughs> not it was, sure. It was, it, was, it, was, it was pretty cold. It was definitely very cold. Um, and then, uh, I thought, well, just for giggles here, what, what's, what do I have of Gavin on my phone? This used to be the look what that I would get <laughs> from Gavin every night on the show. You could see he was definitely not interested that night. So angry. That's <laughs> there was something Gavin. going on, but that was our Gavin, old studio, ladies and gentlemen, with our, with our big LED TV tabletop. That was pretty awesome. And then. Since Joe had two pictures, I thought I would get this one. Do you guys remember when this picture was taken? This was that paintball. Memphis? Yes. Yeah. In Memphis. Augustus fried chicken. So this is the look of a man who doesn't care what the conversation is anymore. He just wants his chicken. <laughs> yeah, but I got my forty in front of me, so I'm good. <laughs> that's, that's the look of a man who paid four dollars for a forty. No kidding. I don't think you can get that much beer. Um and then I did Josh. Love Here's it. Josh at Super Game pulling on some guy that he found. Forget that his kid's on his shoulder, but he's found an Air Designs T-shirt. Yes. <laughs> that was awesome. And then here's a happy moment of Josh. I didn't think I could find one with him smiling. This was our original studio, one of our original studios. And, uh, Josh, I don't remember what you were showing us there. I think it was the ex- Gavin's a- or Garvin's extravaganza tag. That's what it was. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. Man, we went through so many studios. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's move on. We have Joe's vault to get to. Let's find out what he found in his closet tonight, guys. And when we get back, we'll uh, we'll get right into some other stuff. Hey, it's uh, Joe from Flaggers Paintball. Each week we go back in time, back into the early days of paintball. This is Christmas. You can see my new Flag Raider hoodie. But if you're also looking for some apparel, this is pretty cool. This came fresh out of the vault from the dry cleaners. This is my Thunderwear jacket. It's uh, circa early 90s, probably late 80s. Neoprene, lime green, leather sleeves. It's sort of a collegiate look for paintball university. But anyway, it came with a fancy zipper. I wore my Oakley sunglasses or my JTs with this. Had an awesome um, zipper you could do it up. Works better with a t-shirt, so we'll just leave it like this. But this is my Thunderwear Neoprene early circa 1990s, late 80s jacket. You guys have been watching from the vault on Behind the Bunker. Pew, pew. Audio jungle. 
That was a hell of a jacket. It was, it was pretty bright and pretty um, vibrant. As far as I know, it's the only one that ever made it up to Canada. Um, that was from Thunderwear. Um, they they made, uh, what, what do you call sea doing stuff, windsurfing stuff, and they made wetsuits. I had I had seat covers made up, made by Thunderwear for my Jeep. I don't know, was it a YJ maybe? It was a 1990 YJ. Then we had gloves they made fingerless gloves and then i had they had a shoe called a water a water dog or something like that crazy but anyway i had that coat and it was pretty early 90s god remember when everything was neon it was pretty neon it was hard to keep your laundry clean it was yeah all right ladies and gentlemen we're going to move into our uh next segment here uh, in just a second, guys, and we're going to encourage you guys to join us in the live chat. Sorry, Matt's producing remotely, so it's hard. All right, ladies and gentlemen, first of all, we're going to ask the panelists if they know what this is before we ask for them to bid on it. But what we're going to do is price is right. You guys know the rules. I want you guys to help the uh, gentleman in the uh, studio, remote studios rather, um, on what you think this thing sold for. Uh, all denominations of cash are in U.S. dollars and the format has all been sold on eBay. We're going to skip Craigslist because I get go down dirty wormholes when I get on Craigslist. Do you guys know what that is? Look at you guys. Exactly what it is. Tipman TMC dual magazine coupler. Um, and I want to say that this is 3D printed because I've never seen this before. It's from M-Tech products. Yeah. Milo Tech. So what do you think? What do you guys think? Gavin, you won last time quite convincingly, I if win. I remember yes, correctly. Absolutely. What yes. do you think My that uh, what do you think that's worth? Um twenty five dollars, Bob. Okay. Um let's think. Who's beside you in the studio? Joe, you'd be next. What are you thinking on that? I was gonna say nineteen dollars. Nineteen bucks. Josh, what are you thinking? Simeon says uh, ten bucks. Chica Estrada fifteen. Dan and eighteen bucks. George, hey, says $25. Bobby Doust, 14 An angry Canadian gamer who's on crack this evening says 50 bucks. 50 bucks. Did Lee Gavin Williams, 10 bucks. What did Gavin, Gavin said say? 25, I think. Richie says eight. Yeah, 25. I go 29. Okay. Let's start again, ladies and gentlemen. Won't, 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 won't. Y'all overbid. All overbid. Remember, this is 3D printed. Huh. Not to give it away, but it's 3D printed. All right, eight dollars. Eight bucks. All right, uh, Joe, what are you thinking? Eleven. Eleven. Okay, Devin Schwartz says three bucks. What are you thinking there, Josh? Fourteen ninety nine. Fourteen ninety nine. Um, y'all overbid again, but it's fine. It was seven ninety. Gavin got the closest. He didn't win, though. No, he didn't win. <laughs> Congratulations, Gavin. I always win, Joe. I always win. Um, this sold and I'm kind of disappointed. So this is a Splatmaster, uh, the survival game Splatmaster paintball set. And it's rare. So look at what you get. You get the gun and the goggles. The goggles have seen better days. You get, uh, 120 rounds of gelatin marking pellets. Uh, 
and some 12 grams. They come in tubes already. And uh, you can see that the 12 grams are unspent. So awesome. I have one of those downstairs. But I'd like another one. Maybe the, the 12 grams aren't unspent, but they definitely played with a couple paintballs and maybe threw them on the ground or opened it anyways. But what do you guys think this is worth? Um, in the past, we've seen Splatmasters go for $25. We've seen them go uh, upwards of a couple hundred bucks and beyond. So what are you guys thinking? John Jones is saying $80. Uh, Dan and Hardy, 90 bucks. Roger Weber says 100 Anthony Deadpool, nice to see you, sir, says 125 bucks. George Hay says it's eBay, $43. Dave Jenneru, 75 bucks. James says 55 Chris Companion with that $7.36 money. Oh, no, he says 300 bucks. So what do you guys think? Um, Gavin, we'll have to get you to start again on this one. Um, you know what? I was really impressed with the sticker on the Splatmaster as well as the goggles, the whole package, right? So it did, wasn't, wasn't in the sack or wasn't in a bindle. Um, so I think it's going to add value to it. So I'm going to say 125 Bob. I would love to have purchased this and just put it in a box and put it away. And I and I and I've been the first person to getting rid of stuff and hoarding stuff right that was that I've been hoarding. But this is something that I would have almost considered to keep. Right? Would that go with St. Jones goggles? Uh, maybe that might have to be on a future episode. I just remembered that you, yeah. Uh, Wolf Critchlow says two hundred bucks for the kit. Um, fifty fifty dollars says Jason Diff. Devin Schwartz fifty four bucks. And Tracy Santos, who's a girl, says $60. Happy Holton, $92 is burning a hole in his pocket. All right, uh, Joe, what are you thinking? What did you think? Uh, 155 Josh? On account of the fact that it didn't say original or OG, I'm going to go with the $34. Oh, boy. All right. This ended up selling on eBay for $100. $75. Yeah, so who got that, I wonder? Nice job, Gavin. Gavin, I guess. Yeah, there we go. No, he didn't. <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't. I don't have them written down. Who won that one? Gavin. Okay, Gavin did. All right. How would you like to buy your dignity, ladies and gentlemen? How about this next thing up for bid? This is a Airsoft Paintball Tactical fast helmet so there you go it's your dignity on the line here ladies and gentlemen first of all it's not going to last a paintball shot i don't even think it would last an airsoft shot joe what do you think there's no ant there's no astm or ansi rating on it someone showed up at the field in about october with one and she was wearing it and we said whoa you can't wear that she said why and then, I bought it. It's an airsoft thing. I said, you may have bought it as an airsoft, but there's no ANSI ratings. And if you can show us the ANSI 87.1 rating on this or in a manual, then you can wear it. Otherwise, you can't. And we, Gavin and I started a, a, a feud between a fellow and his um, lady friend he brought to play airsoft with him. So No fussing in um, a feud. It, it, was, it was quite, but they showed up the next weekend, played again happily. But anyway, she couldn't wear that. Um, I don't even think I should bid on that because as a matter of principle, but I will. Well, David Jenneru says you throw that away. <laughs> and he didn't type it in, but I think he meant to say, mm-hmm, after that. 97 bucks. Okay. Dan and Hardy says $5 on Wish. 
<laughs> Anthony Deadpool says $75. George, hey, 48 bucks. John Jones, 10 bucks. Chris Companion, $35. Angry Canadian, 75 bucks. Um, Still a cool helmet, but the, 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 eye, the eyewear, I would not yeah. wear it. Josh, what are you thinking? Sheikha Estrada is saying 450 bucks. Uh, I'm thinking if that thing actually survives shipping, you'd pay $35. Yeah. I think Chica's got the Rona. $450. Oh, my goodness. $75 minus medical bill, says Anthony. <laughs> Gavin, what are you thinking? Tracy says 55 I would bid $100 just for the helmet and throw the rest away. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you're right, right? Yeah, you could get rid enough. of all of that. I, I hate to say this. This sold... For $86.39. There was a bidding war going on, apparently. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. So who won that? <laughs> uh, I don't know. You guys are going to have to... Gavin. Gavin won. I did, of course. That's right. <laughs> so what's the score then? Joe won one. Gavin won one. I think Gavin that... won the second one. How much did you bid on that helmet? See how competitive overbid, we are today? $100, yeah. Okay. All right. According to my my thing here, we have uh, Gavin won the first one, Joe won the second one, Josh won the last one. Okay, yeah, yeah. All right. Let me see if I can find a one more. Let me find. Okay. So this will be the tiebreaker, then, ladies and gentlemen. Let's do that real quick. Um, everybody likes this gun. Let me see if I can find it. Here we go. How would you like this? Can anyone name it? Oh, JT Accelerator. Yes, sir. Um. Mutation. <laughs> all right this for the win really ladies deal. and gentlemen uh it is used jt accelerator blue in case you were color blind in the ad so there you go ladies and gentlemen um who bids first on that then josh does josh goes first dave generous is 200 bucks and you said what 195 1995. 1990. Okay, good for you. Uh, Roger Weiber says $25. Um, oh my God, I, I don't know how to say your name. Says $75 on YouTube. Akademojo. Happy Holden for 11. Chris Companion with 10. What are you thinking then? So Josh just went first, so that would mean that Gavin goes next. Uh, $70, Bob. 70 bucks. Joe, what are you thinking? <laughs> this uh, is for the win it is for the win isn't it yeah. what did you say josh 1995 john no, jones says you'll need to give him money to take that off your hands 90 bucks but devin schwartz says 13 dollars for the jt abomination <laughs> my sister still has that jt says uh uh oh it just went Whoa. by too quick here uh, but he says 90 bucks. Bill Scribner says a dollar. This sold, ladies and gentlemen. Are we ready for it? $46. Zoo, who, Gavin? No. Nope. I'm looking at my score here real quick, and I'm seeing Josh bid and got the closest. Yeah. So that Josh, means Gavin. Josh won tonight. Congratulations, Josh, for your win. We'll make Ooh. sure that next week we Ooh. recognize you as the winner of... <laughs> of this hey ladies and gentlemen we have uh, a, a couple things in antiques roadshow we've got a couple other things to do we have some magbed stuff as well but unfortunately what we're going to do right now is 
we are going to say goodbye to all of you that are watching us on Facebook. And we're, and why we're doing that is because we continue to broadcast live on YouTube for another 10 or so minutes. And we also put that on our podcast as a podcast extra. So if you guys want to head on over to YouTube and see us uh, to continue to watch us, that's where you can find us. Um, if you don't, make sure you download us anywhere you get your favorite podcasts from, ladies and gentlemen. We, you can find us there. And uh, if you guys are on Facebook right now, please hit that like button. Hit that share button. If you haven't commented tonight, please do so. And share this to any groups that you may be a part of that's paintball that may not know that we exist. We would love to have you guys help us and uh, and help promote this, promote the show. Um, Gavin, thank you for being on the pre-show, sir. Always great to be here, folks. And thank you so much for your contributions, both in the chat um, and the chat. <laughs> I guess that's the only thing you're interacting with. Uh, we appreciate every time you guys join in and uh, hit that like and share button. Uh, to let people know what we're doing. So we'll see you in the after show. Stay tuned. Wash your hands. Social distance. Wear a mask. There you go. And uh, Joe, thanks for being on the pre-show. Uh, thanks, everyone, for tuning in and watching Behind the Bunker tonight. This is our first Zoom pandemic show of the new pandemic era. Uh, we'll see you guys next week where we Zoom Zoom again, like a Mazda commercial. Maybe they'll sponsor us with cars or something. Um, otherwise, guys, be safe. Like Gavin said, wear a mask. It depends where you are, what your what your theory is. But just be safe. Wash your hands. Wear masks. Don't go anywhere unless you have to. There you go. And Josh, thanks for being on the pre-show. Oh, thank you. And thank you to all 31 people who shared the show. I know you hear it every week, but it does make a difference. We do appreciate it. And to the rest of you who did not, uh, screw you too. <laughs> You hurt Josh's feelings. All right, guys, if you're watching us on Facebook, farewell. If you guys are watching us on YouTube or listening to us on our podcast, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. All right. So we are back on our podcast here. Thank you to all of you guys that are watching us on the YouTube or listening to us in podcast form. I noticed a bunch of you guys have uh, subscribed to us over the Christmas holidays listening to our back catalog. And with that, I appreciate it, guys. Uh, it's nice to see those numbers bip up a little bit. And for those of you that have gone back and listened to all of our old episodes, um, why? <laughs> why? I hope you enjoyed them, though. I do. Um so we have Gavin and Joe and uh, Josh in remote studios right now. And uh, this is an odd time. We were doing this back months ago, back in April, May. When did we stop doing this? Do you guys remember? We started in April-ish. No, I think it was pretty soon into March, wasn't it? No. It was in March, and then we, we did it for about five or six weeks until no we did it longer than that yeah because yeah. i i got back on the 13th and we or sorry at the end of march and we did this show in studio for a couple more weeks until the full extent of the pandemic happened and then that was it then it was zoom time um so i i would say april ish somewhere in april and then we were doing two shows a, a week too because yeah. we had a saturday show too so i don't remember when we, things went back to sort of normal for us when we were back in studio, so I couldn't tell you that. Yeah, we came back in studio September, August. No, because we the outdoor field opened in June. I think we were back in the studio. No, maybe not. 
maybe July-ish, somewhere July, in there. July, maybe, yeah. Regardless, so we're a, lot, we're a little out of practice. We'll get back into the groove over the next couple of weeks. Um, it's hard because we don't have the bed playing in the background. And uh, it's hard, like, when you guys when you guys are on Zoom, if you guys hit uh, mute, if you guys chuckle or make a grunt or disagree with something we say, we miss that reaction. So, uh, Gavin, I know you do it habitually for meetings and stuff, but you guys almost need to just leave it open. I haven't turned mine off. Yeah, because you know what I mean? Like, that way when Gavin says something completely stupid, you know, and Josh grunts, you'll catch that, right? Where if you're muted, it doesn't translate, and we have moments of silence. But And there goes Gavin muting it again. <laughs> you know what? I'm not, not going to change my behavior. <laughs> not for you, not for anybody. I miss being time in the studio. It's a habit, right? Yeah. Yeah. I miss being in the studio and being able to kick Gavin underneath the table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I, I miss I was... that. I mean, but I mean, this is a, it's a good alternative, right? So um, if we couldn't have Zoom and do this, um, this program like this, uh, it'd be shut down for many, many months, right? And so yep. that's not something I want to do. So I appreciate at least this this medium and we're going to get through it all together right yeah. so. so the unfortunate thing for us is in, in canada we're in the gray zone which kind of for us at our paintball field at flag Raiders, we we're closed you know it's the bet it's the dead of winter it's christmas it's the holiday season it's crappy weather anyways and with the pandemic being closed isn't necessarily the end of the world what it's going to do is as soon as this this closure passes and we go back into whatever the next stage is we'll be able to play again um, so not only will the weather be, be nicer, but the pandemic will be different and hopefully, hopefully we'll be out playing again and everything will be great. Um, I don't know much like extravaganza. Everybody had high hopes. I think this year is going to be another good year. I really do. I think we just, we're all kind of over the pandemic. We're over the lockdown. Um, we're not really talking about it like we used to, cause it is what it is as, as everybody sort of agreed to. And hopefully it'll just be done and it could screw off soon. I'm not sure where all of our viewers or listeners are coming from, but I know it is the goal of our government here in Canada to have everybody who wants to be vaccinated by September. So that means the bulk of our population will at least be vaccinated by um, the summer. Yeah. So that may translate into paintball. And right? I don't know. Yeah. Regular activities. And um, I'm hoping based on, you know, what, post-pandemic look like or post-lockdown the first time look like for us um, that people were out and chomping in the bit and there's a lot of new players who are coming out so I'm hoping that they come back out again uh, when the world opens up again so yeah. I'm yes as you, as you hinted at I'm optimistic about 2021 uh, for a number of reasons but specifically paintball related I'm really hoping that um, the momentum continues both for brick and mortar sales and uh, and for those who yeah. step on the field. Yeah. So if 2021 goes to shit, we know exactly who to blame. It's Gavin. You were optimistic. You were the guy. You did it. <laughs> it's your fault. You know what? Yeah. I didn't French kiss a bat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I don't know where everybody else is. I know in the States they're using and in, in the UK they're using needles to pass the to pass the uh the the not the antidote but the uh what am i trying to say the vaccine the vaccine around in canada they just slip it into our water source and into our maple syrup because they know damn well we'll get it so i don't know hope, hopefully we'll all have it soon oh. okay did you guys get your flu shot this year no we yes. didn't yeah yes every year did, did you get a needle i got the needle 
I got the nose thing. Because you're a kid. <laughs> Did you get a wall you hop with it? <laughs> they, they, yeah, they give whiny the... babies the nozzle spray. <laughs> what is this? What is this nose thing you speak of? I went to the drugstore and I was like, um, I, I was waiting in line at the Canada Post line, right? And I was like fourth person back, so I was almost standing by the, the pharmacist. And I just turned to him. I said, "Do you have flu shots?" He goes, "Yeah, sure. Come on over here." So I sat down on the table, and they, you know, they take your information and they kind of log everything through and then he comes up and he's got this like weird little pencil looking thing and i had my arm out of my sleeve and everything and i was sitting there with it. he's like no 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 this i'm gonna click this once and you're gonna put it in your nose and then you're gonna block the other side and then you're gonna inhale as, as sharply as you can and i was like what i was like what about the needle he's like no 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 this is it's an inhale this year <laughs> like, um like, i think that was rehypnol yeah. do you remember what happened I next i was a pharmacist <laughs> 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 did you find the drive home that gro- you were groggy yeah don't let everybody give you a flu shot your bum will hurt for a week yeah, i was gonna say was the chair uncomfortable <laughs> oh josh oh that's terrible yeah yeah I'd, yeah whatever i i'm not looking forward to the the vaccine or whatever it is i i apparently the needle's quite large whatever it'll be over in a second oh, anyways but I don't yeah. care. I'm not a needle so guy. Long. I don't like watching that kind of I stuff. Am, I'll be the first in line as soon as it's available to the regular public. I have no problem getting that. it. I just have a problem having it. Uh, no, That's let's all. be honest. Gavin would be first in line because he can throw them sharp little elbows. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll give Josh his nasal spray again. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Ugh. Well, whatever. I, I, I'm, I'm happy to get it when my number is called and I'm allowed to get it. I will happily get it. I don't normally get the flu shot, but the flu shot has or the flu has never shut down world as we know it like th- this has. But I will get I will get this vaccine for sure. I mean, respectfully, I mean, there are people I want to see and I will do whatever I can to see them. Right. So. OK, so let, this is a flu, right? The novel coronavirus is a flu of any worldwide pandemic that could have happened that would have shut everything down did anyone at all think it would be like a flu or a common cold no i yeah, figured like it'd be something like, worse yeah i was thinking like ebola or bubonic or pneumonic plague or something like that but it was like it's the flu yeah. the flu really that's what shut us out like come on i guess for i guess in that regards we kind of got off a little easy at least it wasn't like it could have been much worse. Flesh eating disease or, uh, or leprosy. Or leprosy, something. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So as, be easier to tell who the, has it though. At the world, <laughs> true. <laughs> Gavin, that was not a, very get, nice. You got a half a It's only a flesh <laughs> wound. <laughs> yeah. uh, but having said that, in this the paintball podcast, with travel, so I know at least Ontario they're hinting at having a vaccine passport, almost right, like a your yeah. papers. Papers, show you papers. <laughs> <laughs> to watch Hunt for Red October um, again. So, uh, but I would, uh, you know, I would suspect that would be international as well, right? So if yeah. you're going to travel, so crossing the border, even with our connecting neighbor, um, the United States, you may have to show papers before crossing the border to play any paintball sport. So would that change? I know there's some people who have some pretty, uh, pretty strong feelings against getting that. Um, if you're required to show papers for international travel, you think that will impact on people's um, choice to to get to get it done? I want to say I, no. I think it'll be a small percentage of people that will boycott. But I mean, like, 
I, I don't know. I don't. I, I personally don't have a problem having a piece of paper or getting that, like get, ascertaining that piece of paper and and showing it as proof that I've had it done. They want to shoot a microchip in me when when I get my vaccination so I can go get a sonic milkshake. I They can feel free. Now, okay, so I'm going to say yes, it will entirely because you, you guys have all been down to the States. And how many times have you said to someone, hey, maybe you should try coming and play paintball in Canada. It's not that far away. Your money is worth a lot more here. It's actually pretty inexpensive for you guys. And how many of them look at you and go, yeah, but I'd have to get a passport. As if it is the most difficult thing in the world. And you're going to tell them they got to have the little tiny slip of paper to come to Canada too? Forget it. They won't even go get a passport Yeah, to cross a border. Yeah. Well, you know. To check out another country. Like, seriously. Yeah. I mean, I guess there are people that have beliefs and, you know, conspiracies and all that sort of stuff. And I get that. But I mean, this is the general population. This is what we got to do. I mean, you're right. I got a passport. Um, if I were to go to wherever, like Malaysia or any of these these countries where I have to get shots, you know, because they have certain illnesses there, I would get it because that's where I want to go. I don't have to go. But if I want to go, then I have to follow the protocols of whatever that is. And if traveling to the States requires me to not only have a shot, but show my papers, so be it. I don't think it's a civil liberty. I don't think it's a, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm not looking at it like everyone else does, but I don't think it's really a big deal. You know, if so getting, what do you think, uh, yeah. what do you think we're all going to return realistically to international travel for paintball again? where things are relaxed and well i was thinking i was thinking about this today if 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 today we were told that okay the switch has been flipped everyone's had their vaccinations and every vaccinations and everything is open i think that everyone's going to go back to what normal used to be with a select few that won't but within a couple of months they'll realize that it's 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 done right I think that habitually we're going to go back to what we were. We're going to go to movies. We're going to go to concerts. There's going to be hugging and hanging out and close talkers again and and uh, people making out again with strangers as soon as this whole thing is done. I, 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 I know that we're wearing masks, game? but what's that? Do you think it'd be like a floodgate where back to normal again? No, I think I, I think it'll be I, like over just like a month. Like it's I not going to take long. I think one. I think people are going to have to financially recover, uh, psychologically recover from uh, the fear and the anxiety around it. And um, I'm hoping we, you know, it's that switch. And hey, we got the green light. Yeah. We can go again. But I'm just being optimistic, be Gavin. I'm, I, I mean, I have nothing to base it on. I'm just it's my optimism, and I, and that's kind of what I'm hoping that's going to happen. Quite honestly. I don't know. I mean, if you're going to dwell on the negative and it's going to be this big thing, then it's always going to be this big thing. You know, if it's always. I, no, I, don't I mean, I, I would love to be as optimistic as you, obviously. Right. Uh, I know BTB had some big things planned last year with uh, going to NXL um, Europe. Uh, we were hoping to go to Hawaii for Living Legends as well. Um, but I don't know if 2021 is that. Uh, An extravaganza? That I extravaganza think this year is going to be modified. I think it's, everything's going to start late this year. I think you're going to see events push back. I think you're going to see extravaganza skip because of where it lands on the calendar. But I think by mid-season to end-season, and again, I'm being really optimistic, I think that we're going to see life slowly getting back to normal. Uh, 
but but we I still think, need a few more months before anything of that out of that I happens. I think you'll see people get into their summer holidays, and the first month will be kind of slow, and then when people go out and do things, and they come back and they talk with their neighbors, and they talk with their friends, they talk with their families, I think we'll see a boom. Because people yeah. miss summer holidays once, I don't think they'll stand for it again. Yeah. Okay, so we are all talking in generalities in the world, but let's make it individual in terms of you personally. When would you feel comfortable about traveling and, uh, and, and doing that stuff again? I, I won't feel comfortable until I'm told that the virus is under control. But like I, I would if they told me tomorrow and everybody was saying, yep, we're good. Numbers are down. I, I would go as soon as I'm told. Right. Um, but I'm also trusting that who is who. You know what I mean? That the government is, is telling me the truth. But if, if, if we see the numbers fall and everything and, and we over the next couple of weeks and and the vaccinations kicked in and everybody stops talking about it on the news and things start becoming normal again, I would happily go a second that I can. Absolutely. But that's 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 me. And I do take coronavirus very seriously. I do get it. And I and I do try to respect it. But on the same token, I, I just I just want it to be over. <laughs> what about you? Sorry, I'm looking at all of you, so yeah, whoever so, wants to answer. Joe? I don't know. When I think once everyone has the has the vaccination and, and where you're traveling, you have to, you know, you have the vaccination and when you, where you're traveling, you know, it should be relatively under control as well. You don't want to walk into some sort of hot spot. You know, traveling to the States might be, you know, there's other other factors as well there. Yeah. Coast to coast says June or July, maybe. Dan Hardy says uh, we'll be wearing full hazmat suits everywhere by summer. So you got to have two spectrums there for sure. Right. Yeah. What about you, Josh? Uh, I'm ready to go now. Yeah. I, if I could, I probably would. Yeah. Bobby Dow says we had a we had a concert right after SARS. And I went to that SARS SARS Fest or whatever it was or SARS. Talk. I was there but too. But SARS was different than this. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Uh, same same family actually yeah same family but i mean like, the coverage more, more infected people but definitely not as many uh right. um people passing away from it right yeah what about you gavin why don't you end uh... um yeah i'm a yes, depressing talk <laughs> <laughs> yeah brighten it up a little yeah please. so um i know for canada as I, we mentioned before uh the goal is to have everybody at least those who wish to be uh, vaccinated by september and so I'm thinking by summer, I'm hoping I get the jab at that point, and most of Canada has too, and the jab. most of the world as well, <laughs> right? Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm hoping to travel by the summer, um, and that's not being you know, overly optimistic. Uh, I think that's pretty realistic that uh, at least internally in Canada and hopefully most of the U.S., yeah. uh, in Cuba as well, at least for us, we, it's accessible to us um, that... Um, yeah, Cuba is a. They're, they're industry. They're to global, to global leaders in biotech. Correct. They're, they're going to have their whole country vaccinated long before, long before anyone else does. And I, not only that, that they I will think. they will also outsource that to the other nations as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think it'll be yeah. safe to travel there. And I, I'm a big fan of Cuba. I know our American friends are not, but that's okay. That's okay. Uh, there's <laughs> there's a big industry for people going to Cuba to get medical procedures. I wonder if we could skip to Cuba now, go get the vaccine, come back, and be invincible. 
That'd be great. Maybe. <laughs> Fidel, Fidel You've been watching Castro too many Marvel and, movies. Fidel Castro in the 80s. I have actually. Put tons of money into bio biochemistry and everything. So they're, they're, le- in, they're global leaders in, you know, biotech. Yeah. Hey, so, um, sorry, Gavin. So, sorry. Last you go ahead. Yeah. We'll move on to something more positive. Yeah. I, I, I know there's ready to roll. You know, the, yeah, the anti-vaxxers who are like, uh, you know, what about the side effects? What if they create superhumans? <laughs> <laughs> like what if I effects? am invincible? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I call dibs on Jason Bourne. There you go. He was on last night. Uh, I'm sure. I, I'm sure he was. I, I, I might rewatch Treadstone. I oh, saw Treadstone that. Was yeah. good. On Prime, that was really good. Yeah. Is that a TV show? It's a yeah. series on Prime. Yeah. Ten shows on it shows the making of Jason Bourne. It flip flops back to being current time, and Cold War Russia in the seventies. It's pretty neat. It's pretty neat. Oh, I didn't know that. It's hey, cool. um, sorry to interrupt, guys. I, just because like we're getting close away. to our time period here, I'm going to say farewell to everybody on uh, YouTube and on the podcast. Um, why don't we say farewell? Do you guys have any closing thoughts or or, or wishes before we go? Uh, no, thank you so much for listening to our ramblings again. Um, and if you can hit that like and share um, and let people know that we're still here, even though we're in lockdown here in, in Canada and Ontario, uh, and we'll be back next week. So thank you so much for your contributions and uh, supporting us. And uh, please continue to do so through that uh, like and share program. Yep, for sure. Josh? Yeah, thanks for all for putting up with the, you know, the whole Zoom thing again. I'm, I, I don't know about you guys, but I'm pretty Zoomed out of everything by now. Uh, listening and participating and presenting yeah. is just—it's taking its toll. But you guys, so. you guys uh, at home, uh, sorry, the guys that are watching right now—they see a different show than what you guys are. Uh, Matt remotely are taking your Zoom feeds and he's putting them full screen. So unless you guys have seen the show, um, I don't think he's used the multiple Zoom shot much tonight. So it's not going to feel like it uh, for those that are watching at home. So yeah, yeah. And then what about you, Joe? Thanks, everyone, for tuning in, and we'll see everybody next week for a Behind the Bunker game. For sure. I guess that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you to uh, Matt for producing remotely. We'll have to buy him a microphone one day. Uh, But to all of you guys out there, thanks for watching, and uh, we'll see you next week. (laughs) 